lot of successful startups launched with a different business model. And when they ran into trouble, they pivoted to something new, right? Like Instagram, that was a location-based check-in service when it started, and then they pivoted. Or chat roulette, okay? That was social media, and then they pivoted to become a playground for the sexually monstrous. All right, folks, here we go. Next seminar up August 11th through the 13th, then October 13th through the 15th, then December 8th through the 10th. We have two new personal trainer workshops on the list. This is a workshop for folks in, that are in the fitness industry that want to learn more about barbell training, specifically for strength. We cover the starting strength method, the principles. Participants get to coach one another through the five-step deadlift setup, and you can earn some CEUs towards whatever your current credential is. Folks that do have an active credential are eligible for a discount, so check out the link for more details. Self-Sufficient Lifter Camps, September 16th in Wichita Falls, and then one September 23rd in Omaha, Nebraska at Testify Strength and Conditioning. We have a squat camp going on October 7th in Astoria, Queens. A couple upper body camps covering the press and the bench press, one on September 2nd in Indianapolis, Starting Strength Indianapolis, and another on September 23rd on Long Island. For squat and deadlift camps, we have August 26th in Tampa at Starting Strength Tampa. And then finally, just added another three-lift camp to the list, covering the squat, the press, and the deadlift. That'll be November 19th in Glasgow, Scotland. Folks, we're still looking for talent, so if becoming a starting strength coach and working at a gym seems appealing to you, head over to startingstrengthgyms.com, scroll all the way down to the bottom, hit the coaching tab, find out what the criteria are, and see if it might not be a right fit. And finally, folks, remember that all gun laws are infringements. Have a great weekend. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the internet, ladies and gentlemen, starting Strength Radio. Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Uh, I just feel your presence. I can feel the eyeballs looking at the video. I can uh, somehow sense the ears who are listening to the audio only free exposure to this. What's the, is it a good feeling? It's a good feeling. Good. Awesome. It's a good feeling. It's not creepy at all. Like you think it might be. It's, it feels creepy to me. Like I can feel the ears. No, it's not creepy at all. No, I'm, I'm happy that these people are here. I wish the audio people would sign up for the network because they miss all the video interplay between myself and you two assholes. Can you feel the eyes? I told you I could feel the eyes. Yeah, I already said the first thing you said. Oh. First thing I said I was I thought you said feel the ears. No, I said that too, Rusty, oh, but goddamn... What did you do last night? <laughs> I, I said first thing I said was That's eyes, very first thing. filling very the first eyes and the said, ears. Very first thing was eyes. All right. God damn. So this is my new favorite drink. What is it? I'll tell you exactly what it is. It is iced tea with sour cherry juice concentrate. That sounds good. That it's sound real good. good. That sounds real good. It's real fucking good. I just make my normal tea like I make in the morning. And I pour some of that in my nifty insulated cup yep. here, which is, by the way, not a Yeti. Right. Works just as good, though. This is off-brand, mm -hmm. and it's like a tenth of the money. Yep. Right? And uh, then I, I pour the cherry juice in it, and you got to stir it up. 
You've got to stir it up or the cherry juice is dense because it's concentrating and it lays on the bottom. So you got to stir it up, make sure it's stirred, and then I put ice in it, and then I put this lid on it right here, and I am good for good quite go. a while. Are you are you just using like regular black tea, iced tea, tea? Black tea, just, just you know. <clears throat> and PG then what's tips. the PG what, tips is what I use. What's the cherry juice usually for? Is I, it for the cocktails? cherry juice is um, is sour cherry juice concentrate I buy off of Amazon. Is that the uh, same one we have at the gym? And same the- one in the gym. Okay. Same exact thing. I got a bottle at the house, a bottle at the gym. Keep some extras laying around. Some people use the cherry juice as kind of an anti-inflammatory. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby Campbell uses it. For just takes a shot of it? Yeah, I just drink some every day thinking oh, okay. it's going to help his knees and stuff. And I don't know if it does that or not, but it's real good. And I'll tell you another thing it's good in. A Vesper Martini? Buttermilk. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Really? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I buy that whole fat buttermilk. Oak Farms makes that Bulgarian full fat, 4% butter fat, yep. buttermilk. And it was liquid yogurt, basically. So right. Liquid full fat yogurt. And uh, I poured this in there, and oh, man. So you just drink the buttermilk. It's good. That sounds real thick. It is. Yeah. It's delicious. Yeah. It's like kind of a sour milkshake. It's, oh, shit, yeah, it's, it's interesting. good. I've never drank buttermilk. What do you do with buttermilk? Put it in shit, like to cornbread or bake or whatever. Yeah. Well, you ought to drink it. That's what it's for. Okay. It's it's auxiliary purpose is cooking, but it's right, right. And I don't like the the no fat buttermilk. That's a that's not drinkable. Yep. Next time you're in United, uh, it's it's down there in the very corner of the milk thing. Yep. And it's uh, got a yellow label on it, Bulgarian buttermilk. It's got Bulgaricus culture in it. It's All good. Right. It's real good. Anyway, this is the tea, and it's good too. That's like the flavor of sour cherries. It's about my favorite fruit flavor of all. It's either that or an overripe peach. You have fine peaches in the store that taste like peaches anymore, you know. An overripe peach. So I mean, when it's when it's soft, and it's almost bitter. Okay. Yeah. It's got so much peach flavor to yep. it. You know, I hadn't had one in years, but that's that's real. Hardly good. ever buy peaches. Never you have think to of pick it. these. <clears throat> yeah. You have to go to the tree and get them, or pick them up off the ground for the birds. Get them. Yep. That's that's <laughs> the deal. Okay. All right now. <laughs> Looks as though we've got a bunch of uh, vituperation here on the oh, table shit. with uh, <laughs> this week's installment of comments, comments from, from the haters. Man, you you, yeah. you always impress, Rip. I, 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 at this point, I have assumed that I've heard almost every word that you know come out of your mouth. Well, you might, but vituperation you is a new one. You probably have. Bitter and abusive I just, language. I just made that one up. No, you fucking didn't. I'm looking at it right oh, here. Oh, okay. Bitter and abusive language. Vituperation. That's good. That's good Vituper- yes, these these reject pieces of shit. <laughs> Uh, it's and shocked then he dumps me it down for everybody. <laughs> then he that I it down. continually talked into doing this goddamn segment because everybody likes it, right? Everybody likes it. Uh, well, like 
for example, here's here's one. This dude is full of crap. <laughs> oh, it's helpful, isn't it? Doesn't say why I'm full of crap. It says what I should sub- what should I substitute bench with? Let's start a with radio clips. What what is that all about? Do you remember that? No, I don't remember. I can't remember. No, that must remember. be an older clip. I don't remember it either. This guy's obviously just now. He's upset about it. it though. All right. So, uh, dude, you're a moron with no clue. I'm a 76 year old bodybuilder, ACE certified, and you have Oof. no scientific knowledge, and you're going to get people hurt. Wow. Like you have been imagine, for the past 30 years. Imagine throwing around that ACE certification. Like that. An ACE certification. I'm ACE certified. Can you imagine mentioning an ACE certification? <laughs> That's like saying you have a driver's license. <laughs> Man, I got a driver's license. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, it's not even like. I got. A, you know what? I got a social security number, too. It's yeah. <laughs> good. It's not oh, even like yeah. being forklift certified. Like yeah. that's something to be proud of. Forklift. Yeah, certified. You, you, I've got my even, CHL. Actually, I have to know how to not break yeah, things. It's not so even that. <laughs> I've got my got CHL. I'm an expert in the law. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was regarding steroids. Don't compete with quality training for a novice. Well, you know, overall, the, the reception on that steroid episode has been real, real good. good. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, I get that impression. We, get, we haven't gotten near. I've, well, I've gotten a lot of messages about it, and uh, hardly any hatred about the steroid talk. I, uh, well, I haven't gotten anything except what I've read on the comments yeah. on the two. I've got that posted two places on the Q and A. Yep. I've got it on my Q and A, and I think she put it up on the the. The general one. General right. Q&A, yep. the second forum. That's all I've seen. Yep. And everybody seems to appreciate it. But uh, this guy doesn't think I know what I'm talking It's a 76-year-old bodybuilder with, with an ACE, ACE certified. certification. Man, that's, that's very impressive. <laughs> You're a 76-year-old narcissistic fool. <laughs> what you are. <laughs> He probably has got better biceps than I do. Oh yeah, he probably has ACE certified in his uh, email signature. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure he does. All right, my only with his pronouns. All right, this is chin up versus pull up. This is a good one. My only problem with this presentation is that I train pull ups in order to, you know, actually pull myself up, Ah. just like I might need to in some random situation. Happens all the time. Happens every day to me. Yeah. <laughs> just hanging off the, that roof. You're, like you're hanging off the roof, you got to pull yourself back you up. You were hiking and you just fucking slipped off the edge of the cliff. And, and are hanging on the edge of the cliff and you got to pull yourself up yeah. with a prone Because it's the same thing. Your fingers are like this. Yeah. Same thing. Right. <laughs> Happens all the time. I won't be able to supinate my grip in such a scenario. Mm. Well, here's the, here's the deal <laughs> this fucking idiot doesn't understand. Is we're not practicing. <laughs> we're training. <laughs> Now, that <laughs> is a sufficient explanation for us. Sure. Because we understand the difference, but he won't know what we're talking right. about. And you know what? Good. I, you know, I squat. Good. I'm glad he doesn't know. I what squat we're just on the off chance that, like, a, a, a boulder falls. It falls on your back. On my back, and I got to I gotta stand up. Yeah. You know, you deadlift because a car, you got to pick somebody, the car off of, up, off, up my, off of somebody. My question is. Yeah, but is, if you're deadlifting with a barbell. 
How does the barbell well, resemble true. a car? Yeah. That's not going to do it. anything for you at all. Uh, My question for him when he does his pull up, pull up, because he's only preparing to do it one, one time. time. Because you only do it one time, you know, what does he say? Uh, like I might need to in some random situation. So every day he just does this once. He does a, a pull up <sighs> like he get, might need to do. Still got it. In some random situation. Right. Still right. got it. That makes no. total sense. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> All right. Here's somebody that's these are good. Talks about all right. Do we good. have a video about forces on the knee? Probably. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. There's a couple of these forces on the knee. Oh, you know what that is? That's uh, what's that? That's the the clip from from uh, Ray's video on the from on Ray's the squat. Video. Yeah, that's that's a clip from Ray's video where he's has. Where he has Dowdy down in the squat position and talking about hip drive. Well, why is Bree putting that in this on my table? Here? She said that the comments on it were real good. All right, let me read you one. <laughs> Not allowing the knee to go over the toes may feel more comfortable in the beginning, but will lead to weakness hmm. and instability in the joint because you are favoring it. See, that's so, a really so good. So if your squat goes from 135. To 495. Weak knees. Your knees have gotten weaker. They have. No question. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Obviously. Well, that should be obvious to anyone yeah. Yeah. since you're favoring your knees. Right, mm-hmm. right, yeah. right. Right. Yeah. I mean, haven't you ever and seen the level like, of analysis in these? In the, uh, we need to, we need, we just got to get smarter. Yes. That's what we need to do. Me and you and Rusty, we got to get better at thinking about these yeah. problems. Every time like I this see this guy here yeah. is. Uh, every time I see a strong, capable, muscular man, he can't bend his I knees. I worry about his knees. Yeah, he, right. he can't bend them. I, I see do. them all the time. First thing I do is worry about his knees. Yeah, wheelchairs. I mean, you know, Chase Lindley, <laughs> who's never squatted any other way but ours. Uh, Fool can barely move. Deficient knees for sure. He has to be careful mm-hmm. just getting up out of bed Yeah, yeah. because his knees – He's so, favored them for years. Yeah, they're so weak. Yeah. Sometimes he has to eyebar the boneless into a room. Just, <laughs> just crawls right in. <laughs> all right, let's see. Here. Of course, you know, all right, got all we exhausted the possibilities of that piece of paper. All right, all right. Why the trap bar is completely useless. Mm, nice. This is. I love it. Let me see. Holds that video like three years? That's the only one. Hold it. Forces on the knee. Let's continue with (laughs) that. All right, let's do it. Gotta love when coaches force a butt wink onto you on day one. There it is. Man, now that is... That's insightful. You, You will never increase the resiliency of the knee joint, though... If you merely avoid using it as intended, mm. doing a low bar squat with hip drive is great, but I really fucked myself up training only like this for a two mesos. Mesos. Wow. That's a. What do you think that means? Mesocycle, maybe? Mesocycle. <clears throat> mesocycle. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's some NSCA shit. Yeah, he's a. For newcomers, I would strongly encourage doing this type of hip load squat only if you're going to adequately supplement it with rectus femoris, mm. adductor, because adductors aren't involved in the right. lower squat. See? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know that, right? Yeah. Well, you're not bending your knees at all. 
No, because the adductors have everything to do with knees and nothing with right. hips. Yep. Right. And overall stability work mm-hmm. because you don't have to be stable when you do a low bar squat. Right. right. Lunges, reverse Nordic, step downs, working to pistol squats, oh, etc. Now that better. is some good advice. It's getting better, yeah. I like how he's trying to help everybody out. He's educating. A this lot is of James O'Grady. Yeah. Hoping a young man or woman reads this before heading down the road I walked, which ended in P T L O L. He's helping the he's helping out the youth. He's assigning himself lots of importance he's, there. He's a, he's a philanthropist, <laughs> essentially. You know. I mean it's like he's just donated millions of dollars. To the Boys and Girls Club. Right. Right? Yeah. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. Right. So, just so I understand his logic, if you can do a pistol squat, you have stronger knees than if you can squat 500. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, you have to work your way to a pistol squat while maybe strengthening your hips with a lower squat. If you've ever had a knee injury, you can't do a pistol squat. Well, sure, yeah. I know guys that squat... 600 they can't do a pistol yeah. squat it's a i skill. guess that means they're not very strong well, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thing you need to practice yeah. it's a skill a guy who squats 600 skill. could probably do a pistol squat if he wanted to mm-hmm. spend a little bit of time I doing never it could. did you spend any time trying it no no <laughs> yeah it's something that has no, to be i just learned. didn't you, see the point yeah you'd be I doing know. a pistol squat in two weeks they if hurt. you wanted to do it <laughs> they just hurt yeah i didn't see any point in making my knees hurt any worse than they already did why are maybe you can understand this and i don't in depth on the power snatch with mark ripto says why is there a butt plug on the wall written come and take it oh he's talking about the flag and flag is a it's a cannon is that the cannon or the barbell no it's not on the flag it's well shit we did that in the back room is there a bar (laughs) no there's a there's a come and take it, like a uh, is it cannon. The no, There's a, a cannon, cannon one yeah, back it's a there. Cannon one. It's the original. What kind of fucking butt plugs is this guy playing? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Ugh. And he's got a. He's an advanced user. Isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Now let's see. He needs to understand. There's got to be a base. <laughs> If not, it'll get lost in there. <laughs> You'll have to right. go to the emergency room. <laughs> Truth about steroids. All right. Uh, trap bar is useless. So trap bar is useless. All right. You would think a dude with his background wouldn't be a fat ass. Mm, just there we go. Yeah. Right. There we go. And uh, let's see. Truth about steroids. For Mark Ripito, milk is like steroids. He drank three gallons a day to get big size guts that's pretty low effort. close parentheses <laughs> big sized guts is gross sounding. big size <laughs> big size big size guts, guts close parentheses <laughs> sounds like just inflammation of the guts is what that sounds like it sounds like just some fucking stupid bastard typing who's just learning to type <laughs> i'm gonna get him this time <laughs> God, close parentheses all right. uh all right uh forces on the knee God, this thing is just really triggered him 
great for your legs, but you completely you'll completely destroy your lower back. Oh, so, so now we're worried about the low back. Now we're, we've got to worry about something. Yeah. <clears throat> Is this guy serious? Maybe if you do the squat with absolutely no weight, because of course your back can't adapt. Sure. And your legs, your quads can't. Yep. Right. Somehow, the back can't adapt to a more horizontal angle, as you do with a deadlift. No one can deadlift. Right. Because the back can't adapt. All right. Forces on the no. He should be more vertical with his back. His lower back breaks with max weight. <laughs> so that's why it that just keeps, does. That's why that keeps happening. It just that's does. why people's that's why everybody's yeah. back breaks. <sighs> you know how many back injuries have we had just at our gym in the past three or four weeks? Oh, man. There's been four eight, or five back breaks. Four yeah. or five? Mm-hmm. I've seen someone's like spine just go under Boing. the skin. One came out of the skin. We usually try to blame the, the client. Yeah. You know, but that's the way I to guess, do it. I guess it might be our fault. No. It can't be our <laughs> fault. The insurance purposes. Oh, right. It can't be our fault. Yeah. I, I like this one especially. Uh, Rip is short, fat, and bald. <laughs> Not exactly my role model of fitness and health. And he has rosy cheeks. Rosacea. Well, is that it? I mean, he's, I, making I, I, some, he's just making some statements. I, I, hard to disagree. You know? I don't have rosacea, but it, it, oh, it's hard God. to disagree. With short, fat, and bald. You know. All right. Let's see here. Maybe oh, uh, a quick question: Why is every single SS alumni obese? Is that Rip's version of fit and strength? Fit and strength. What video is that in reference to? This is. Uh, uh, fixing your bar path, <laughs> fixing your press. Okay. <laughs> All right. Quick question. Alumni obese. I, I, this guy apparently wants everybody to be 132 pounds right. or something. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank God that's over. Man. I'm so tired of these fucking idiots. Yeah. But I guess it keeps me grounded. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you don't want to. I don't want to get. You want so your full ego to get too big. Yeah. yeah, I want my head to get all huge and yeah. shit. We've. I don't want to get the big head. Yeah, right. Yeah. Wouldn't go well with your rosy cheeks. No. <clears throat> so that concludes this week's installment of comments from the heaters. It's real good. All right. It's like a cold plunge, you know. Yeah. It doesn't really do anything for you, but after feels you, after like you it. Do it to. after you do it. You feel good because feels like you're it, no because longer. It's over. Yes. Cherry iced tea, so good. All right. Uh, all right, we got some. I hadn't even read these. All right, hold on. Skyler. Oh, man. Skyler. No. 
That's a lot of information. No, you you don't understand. I'm not gonna. This is 500 words. I think it continues on the next page. You think so? I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> no. Oh, is it just that page? No, shit. This is this is uh. Uh, uh, this is a rather. Make it shorter and Re- submit it resubmit again. that, <clears throat> Skyler. Because he's got, I, I read through it quickly, and he's he's got some good questions, but uh, well, uh, you know, can't, can't, not can't the right it. format. Sure, for the, sure. All right, all right. In contrast, this one is that's perfect one word one word man creatine <laughs> that's a great question great question yeah <clears throat> well what about it howling wolf 90 you want to know if i recommend creatine or if i take creatine or what it does be good to talk about what it does should we take it all right does it matter creatine is uh is a protein, and in its most elemental form, it's a protein, and it is uh, found in your muscles, and it participates in the process of uh, uh, the generation of contractile force within the muscles at the at the, at the uh, cellular level. It. Uh, is responsible for uh, participating in the actual function of the actin-myosin mechanism of muscle contraction within the muscle fibers. And uh, it's, a, it's a critical component of that little cycle. And I'm not going to read it all to you. right here because uh, you wouldn't be uh, interested in listening to it and I'm not interested in telling you. So you can look that up. Wikipedia's got a decent page on that and talks about the creatine phosphate as it functions within this process and creatine monohydrate is the supplement version of that and you supplement creatine monohydrate and it adds to your stores of creatine phosphate which participates in the, uh, the contractile cycle okay so taking creatine monohydrate is if you're training real hard i think it's a good idea i mean why not you know it is a normal component of your diet in terms of meat consumption because meat being muscle contain some creatine and when you eat you know red meat you're eating creatine but creatine monohydrate goes ahead and supplements that level and it just makes sure that your uh, levels are optimum i don't know of a way to overdose creatine monohydrate have you ever heard of that happening no i haven't either but nobody wants to do that because it's fairly expensive well, yeah, to, to so do take, it would be expensive. Well, you five grams a day, is that what everybody yeah. recommends? Yeah. Five grams a day. No preloading, none of that shit. Just, no. Just no. start taking it. Just if you want to have uh, explosive diarrhea preload. Well, yeah. 
if you preload Initially. with like 20 grams. Yeah, yeah. But don't do that. Yeah. Right. Just take five grams a day. Would, you'll be fine. <clears throat> would it be yeah. uh, Would it be accurate to say that it supplements the high output energy system, which is what you're using when you're doing high force production stuff like yes. lifting weights? So that's, that's what it's that's, for. Right. It's not an aerobic metabolism enhancer it's it's it enhances your ability to repeatedly contract that high levels of of motor unit recruitment and force production that's what it's for so it participates in a set of five not in a five mile run right yep right there's some interesting stuff on dementia too with uh dementia people with oh really uh, yep muscle wasting diseases right um i didn't know that is there a problem with uptake in those people i think so yeah yeah i mean there's there's articles and uh and studies and papers all over the place on this mm-hmm. stuff but there's well, a lot of people who recommend that you should just everybody should just take five grams of creatine every day for the mm-hmm. rest of well, especially it's, if you're it's, older it's not a stupid <clears throat> idea yeah. it really is not a stupid idea i mean if you're if you're a 25 year old kid you're training your ass off yeah you need to be taking some creatine but i was unaware of the of the 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 stuff on brain function brain function and elderly people and shit i mean it's it's plausible yep maybe i'll up my creatine dose i'm probably taking a gram and a half right now and uh i need to up that if you've got creatine if you got uptake problems with any nutrient you're having problems assimilating protein because you're 75 for example and older people have problems with with protein absorption and uptake out of the gut how do you deal with that well you eat more right you eat more let's say uh, let's say for example a a 35 year old guy is 85 percent efficient at absorbing protein and a 75 year old guy is is 40 percent efficient at absorbing protein well the 75 year old guy needs to up his protein consumption so sure. that he can uptake 40 percent of more protein right yep and thus maintain muscle mass and things that go away as you as you get older all right so you know creatine is I, it's cheaper than it used to be it's not yeah. really an expensive supplement man and I think there are probably, if I remember correctly, at one time there were only four or five plants in the country that manufacture mm. the shit. And I don't know what they make it out of. I don't remember what it what the substrate for creatine monohydrate is. Yeah, I don't have any idea. I don't I don't <clears throat> know how it's made. Somebody will look that up. As far as supplements go, the, go though, it's inexpensive. I, um, I just bu- actually just bought some at Walmart, and I bought a generic. Yeah. Brand. And they, it was, I think, $30, and it lasts me about two months. They've had it for sale at Walmart and all the big stores for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. It's, you want creatine monohydrate. Creatine monohydrate. Unflavored, just the powder. Um, White powder. If you go to GNC, the, the, the kid with the spiky hair will try to sell you some other shit and tell you all these reasons that it's better. Um, it's not. It's not. So just don't go to GNC. Don't go to GNC. <laughs> First thing, yeah. don't yeah. go to GNC. Yeah. All right. It's a sales organization, and the right. kid with the spiky hair doesn't know how to spell cat. 
anyway. I, all right. I fucked up and went this is years ago, but the kid was asking. I was like, he's trying to sell me this creatine whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, no, I just want creatine monohydrate, man. And he's like, well, uh, you know, this this uh, it gets in your muscles faster, stays long longer, and I was like, no, that's that's great. I would like creatine mono. Like, where is it? Like, yeah, I just yeah. Just to show me where, where it's it at. Is. Yeah. And he's like, and I was like, uh, well, you know, I don't know that that's actually how it works. You know, I just take five grams a day and uh and it and it it builds up in my body he's like oh really are you you uh you biochem you biochem <laughs> i was like i was like look man <laughs> look have you had freshman <laughs> chemistry why are you asking me if i'm biochem I'm a customer. I'm asking you for a product, right. and you don't seem to know where it is on the shelf. I'll tell you what. You just stay behind the register, and I'll find it myself. Thanks. That's amazing. God almighty. Biochem. Yeah, he's, like, he's like, are you biochem? Are you biochem? He's like, what, are you, what the fuck are you talking about? I just get- are you biochem? Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. Just tell him. Yeah. Just yeah, as a matter of fact, I am. Actually, yes. Actually, yes, I am. So could you just... Either shut up and sit down, or show me, <laughs> show me where the creatine awesome. monohydrate is. Oh god! <laughs> I just mix it in my protein shake, or if I'm taking a pre workout, it's yeah, it's easy know. to take. Just throw it in your mouth and throw it in your mouth water. and swallow it. Mm-hmm. That's the, that way, you know it all got out of the blender jar. Yeah. You know. yep. I don't actually think it absor- it, it dissolves in water. No, it's all. Oh, it, it's yeah, all, it's it, like grit. It doesn't dissolve. Just, you're drinking sand. If yeah. you put if you put it in water and stir <clears> it up, <throat> you got to get the water up over 130 degrees before it'll sure. actually go into solution. Yeah, yeah. it's just a mechanism. But in a shake, it will. It's you know, unless the shake's real thick and can suspend it, uh, it will fall to the bottom of the of the shake. And right. if you don't get the last dregs out of there, you're missing yep. some of the crit and you thought you were eating. Yep. A lot of the protein so, powders have a have cre- have two and a half grams mm-hmm. per scoop. Anyway, well, that's not a you know. bad, you know. Yeah, so if you're having a couple scoops a day, you're probably good anyway. <clears throat> you're probably okay. All right, is that enough about creatine? I think so. It's everybody not satisfied with. I mean, and when when I first heard about it in high school, everybody thought it was st- everybody thought it was steroids. Steroids. <laughs> steroids. Yeah. Steroids. <laughs> so all the all the little juniors in high school are all fucked up on creatine. <laughs> I remember, I remember in high school starting like, fights in the hall. <laughs> man, it's the creatine. <laughs> Trying to tell the vice principal. I don't know what came over me. I guess it's, yeah, it's creatine. When I was in high school, like supplements was getting into where they were popular, right? Because before there weren't supplements, and then all of a sudden GNC starts putting pushing all the shit. And serums were the big thing. A creatine serum. It was like an eyedropper. What? Oh, really? Yeah, and you just put it on your tongue, and it had creatine in it. Oh, jeez. Like, I've never heard of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a reason why you haven't heard of that because it doesn't exist anymore. It was there for a little bit so and then good. just what disappeared. It, what was wrong with it? There wasn't any creatine. There was, it was an eyedropper that big. <laughs> How much creatine can you put in an eyedropper <laughs> well, that big? <laughs> so it was just they were lying. In other words, they were someone lying. lied? lied yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, that never happens. You're not supposed to lie. Yeah, I remember there was one that was like a red bottle, and it was for strength training, and then there was like a green bottle for aerobic training. For aerobic training. And it was different creatines. And a pink bottle for bodybuilding. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. good. (laughs) All right. H.G. Bulos. that name ring a bell? No. Coach Rip, I recently heard your pod... On functional training, and I've been a long-time listener of the content. I know from previous pods, you've mentioned 
not being a fan of pro sports and the NFL. Well, I'm not a fan in that I don't watch right. sports on TV. Like you don't beat your but wife. But I don't watch the, TV at all. So You, you don't know. beat your wife if she interrupts the game? Like I don't beat my wife if she interrupts the game because the game's not on, which is a good thing. That's <laughs> a good thing. Right? Netflix recently released an eight-part series called Quarterback, and it follows three NFL quarterbacks during last season. I'm a big football fan and really enjoyed it. Well, see, this is how I'm different than you, Bulos. I really don't give a shit about three NFL quarterbacks. But to finish his question, parts I thought you'd get a kick out of are the segments where they show the QBs working with the S&C code. Oh, it's got to be great. Oh, that'll be enlightening, yeah, I'm sure. Great. Right. <laughs> Check it out if you can. I think it's three. It's the episodes three and seven that are most relevant. I mentioned it mostly to get your take, Mark. As I think, if you do have a thought, it will be wildly entertaining in that functional training has infiltrated the highest levels of sports. What we mentioned in the functional training podcast that it has. Uh, I thought about. We mentioned why it has. I thought about watching right? that documentary just to see that side of it because I knew they were going to touch three on that. and seven. Yeah, no, there's only there, episodes three and seven. There's two things that personal trainers are doing now, and and one one is that they're. Well, actually, there's three. So there's there's functional training, which is which is like pretending to be a physical therapist, right? And there's CrossFit, right? And those are the those are the two options. Unless you're going to be just a pin setter, so nobody wants to be a pin setter, right? So the personal right. trainers are just that. That's it. So it's not today. Only, we're going to do this weird ass dumbbell exercise that we've never done before, yep. and it's going to make you better Sunday afternoon, right? Right. And the really good ones are blending the two. So you have mm-hmm. like this blend of CrossFit and functional training. But that it's not just infiltrated professional sports. It's every everything everywhere yep. that involves, you know, physical training of any kind. Here's the problem, <clears throat> just in a nutshell. The general public is not able to distinguish between what genetic freaks in the NFL do and what they should be doing themselves. Sure, right. General public is not the genetic freaks, the top one millionth of one percent of the human race that can play quarterback in the NFL. Right. Right? The general public is not Tom Brady. Tom Brady is really not Tom Brady. You know, I mean, the shit he does for exercises and, and you know his training and stuff. Oh, it's embarrassing! Complete bullshit. Yeah, it's embarrassing. It's totally. It's, it has nothing to do with his success. He's successful because he's Tom Brady. Right. He's successful because of his mind and his hands and his feet and his ability to move and all this silly rat shit that he does in his in his training. Has nothing, nothing to, do to do with, his, with that, with and what has to, to do with that is his genetic endowment. Right. But you try to explain that to the general public. The general public thinks if they do what Tom Brady does, then they will be Tom Brady because obviously that's why Tom Brady is Tom Brady sure. is because of the bizarre shit that he does. Yep. And the other layer on top it, of that is that you have these very athletic, uh, athletically gifted people doing 
these impressive performances because that's what it is. Yes. It's, it's a performance. It it's is displaying. It's displaying an it's, innate athletic ability. It's displaying what's already it's there. It's not developing strength. It doesn't develop anything, anything. because it's not it can't. Anything. Right. It right. merely displays the abilities the athlete already right. possesses. So when you and see, that is ninety percent of what goes on at the D one college no and professional levels. That's ninety yeah, percent of no it question. is displaying the abilities that you recruited exactly so that the head coach comes down in the weight room and sees that yeah he made the right choice in recruiting that well yeah and so the trainer also strokes his own ego because this person is doing these amazing things and you can take credit for it Mm -hmm. um but it it, what 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 everybody needs to realize is is you're watching a guy do trap bar you know jumping trap bar deadlifts while somebody's beating you in the head with a bosu ball um with 315 pounds it would be the equivalent of you doing it with 75 pounds right that that's what we're talking about here you know right. it, that, that's the equivalence right so it's it's useless no it's it's utterly useless because it's not heavy enough to make you stronger the bosu ball being hit in the head is an excellent <laughs> way to get a neck injury and if you don't get a neck injury it's because your neck is strong <laughs> right. you know and uh yeah, and, and at, at, at best, I, it, it's just an added thing that that looks interesting. It's a visual but it's really performance. Stupid. It's a performance for everybody. It's a performance, <laughs> yeah. but it's especially it's a performance for the head coach right. who doesn't know anything about this. Yeah, who doesn't know anything about it, but that who gets to make the decisions about who lives and who dies, and you've got to impress the head coach and strength conditioning coaches that approach strength and conditioning in at that level in this way are pandering to the head coach. Yep. That's what they're doing. Right. They're pandering to the head coach because no one else benefits from this except the strength and conditioning coach. Right. The athletes don't benefit from it. The head coach doesn't benefit from it in terms of increased performance levels from his guys. What the strength and conditioning coach should be doing is getting everyone that plays on the offensive line and the defensive line up to a 650 deadlift. Yeah. Because then those guys are a lot harder to move around and they're a lot harder to hurt. Or even even just objectively you know, looking at what, like what are the things that this individual that that will actually make this individual perform better and how we get there, right now. I mean, we're obviously strength is going to be the answer in mm-hmm. most cases, but but they're not even doing that. Like they're no. not even looking at somebody and saying, okay, this guy needs to do these things, and these athletic attributes need to be improved. So therefore, we're going to do these very these simple you know we're going to follow this this process that's going to result in a measurable improvement that's not even what they're doing they're just put just it's completely random right now then you back engineer an ex- explanation for what you're doing right right that's that's how you, you do reverse it. engineer hey i've got this hopscotch ladder exactly here, right you know and if i put a 10 pound dumbbell in each of this guy's hands and i have him run forward through the hopscotch ladder and then backward through the hopscotch ladder Yep. And and I get the head coach to come down and watch. Head coach says, "Man, that's man, I can't do that." <laughs> that and then that's pretty good. The next game when he doesn't get injured, you say, 
he wasn't injured because, because I the hopscotch ladder, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Until yeah, that's that. Injured. You know, it's, and then when he gets injured, it's like, oh, we got to do a different thing to make sure yeah. this doesn't happen again. It's fascinating. Yeah, it is fascinating, but uh, you you can't absolve the players of it too, because I mean, you you talked to you talked to Wellborn a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. How many how many guys like Wellborn exist? Even at that level, I don't. Handful. I think it's fairly rare. Handful. That, guy played in the NFL for ten years. How many guys played in the NFL for ten years? Yeah, I don't. It can't be many. There aren't many. Yeah, that can't be many. Right. And and Wellborn was trained by George Zangus in California a long, long time before he was in the NFL, and he was a six hundred squatter. Right. And at six seventy five deadlifter, he was a power lifter before he started playing football. Yep. So he carried that level of preparation in. And God damned if he didn't play for 10 years. Yep. And what I've been told is the average lifespan of a player in the NFL is three years. I believe it, yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. It's what I'm t- <clears throat> what ends the thing is an injury. An injury, sure. sure. Right? And the stronger you are, the less likely your knees are to dislocate yep. because you're strong because your hamstrings back up your ACLs. Yep. And how do you get strong hamstrings? You squat and you deadlift. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you're, uh, if it, you, you you're know, a D1 athlete... And explain it, to these assholes down here. Sure. You know. But you're a D1 athlete, and then you're a professional athlete. Not to discount the, the hard work and shit that goes into all that, um, but you're one of these guys you're at the top of the you're at the top of the game um what incentive is there for you to get to to bust your ass and get significantly better at at a at a fundamentally athletic level when you're beating everybody you know where you're you're better than 85 you're already you were born better than 90 percent exactly so if you can go in the gym and just fuck around and not not work hard you can go in the gym and fuck around and get your squat from one exactly 70 185 up to 315 and think that you've actually accomplished something when you left 200 pounds of squat on the table right you know because your strength and conditioning coach hasn't shown you how to do this right and it's not like it's a complicated process yep but and that's the problem it's too simple that's the problem it's too fucking simple it's squat bench deadlift press power clean power snatch five pounds of workout increase that's all there is to it yep that's all there is to it there's no jumping around in hopscotch ladders there's no inventing combinations of dumbbell and kettlebell exercises there's none of that shit that involves the display of your talent we already know you're talented that's why we hired you yeah dude and we're that's not we're not exaggerating the line there's i have videos on my phone of linebackers 230 220 pound men that run four four 40s you know right. um standing on a bosu ball catching a tennis ball Mm-hmm. That's their strength and conditioning workout. Like just standing on one leg, catching, throwing back a tennis ball. Can you imagine what wasting that kind of fucking potential? You got a 4'4", 235 linebacker. He's 6'1". Yeah. Well, he ought to be 255. Could be for sure, yeah. And you know what no they'll problem. say? Well, slow, slow him, him down. down. No, it won't. Yeah. No, it won't slow him down. It'll speed him up. Yeah, and in the meantime, and guess how much harder he can hit you. Yeah, and in the meantime, you have extended his career potentially too. Oh by, yeah, you know, years. He, yeah, he's by injury proofing his knees. Right. 
But you know, yeah. What do I know? I don't even watch football. <laughs> yeah. Now, do I? Okay. Zach Milinchik. He's he's ass hurt because we still haven't called him for ask a Jew. You can't ask. Well, he was uh, he was fact checking Ray last time oh, on, was the, on the live one. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. So here's the here's the fact checking. I don't know. So see if you can get Zach's name number. Okay. We'll call him. All right. Ray's a good guy and all, but you need some <laughs> fresh Jew blood. Maybe you shouldn't though, because I'm half Goy mom converted. <clears throat> That's all right. Same boat as Ray, right? No, Ray's mom's a Jew. Wait, he said Goy mom converted. Oh, the his mom converted to Judaism. I believe that's what this means. Okay, okay, got it. But Ray's mom's actually Ashkenazi blood. Yep, Jew. Yep, right. Anyway, to the question, what do you think of Dune book and or movie? I watched the movie twice. I love the movie, and I thought they did a damn Shit, good job. They did a so real good. good job. Excellent job with it. The trailers are out for and the... it needed to be redone from that piece of shit yeah. they did back in the eighties. Oh, yeah. that that was a that David was, Lynch Dune movie. That was is what a, that was that was an embarrassing mess. Yeah. But this version of Dune is excellent. Yeah. The trailers it's, are out for the the second part of really. Oh, shit, oh God, man, it looks good. Yeah, that, that they did a great job with it. <clears throat> you know, and uh, I like know. Timothy Chalamet. I like him as an actor, and I know he's like the hot shit right now. But God, he is so tiny. Yeah, he's he's a just a guy. little boy. Who's and this? The the ma- the star of Dune. The the oh, kid. The kid wh- that. What started. was his name? Timothy Chalamet. Or Chalamet. Chalamet. Something like that. I don't know. Chalamet. I know who you're talking about. But uh, he's a little skinny. Fucker. Yeah, like he needs to come to our gym. <laughs> he does. He needs to put on about, about forty months. pounds yeah. of weight. We can make him look like a human male. Yeah. yeah it, so I like him as an actor, but there he's getting in all these action roles, and he's so it's just not believable. I saw I liked him no. in Dune. I did, but he's just so skinny and small and just. Well, he got to wear enough robes and Dune. Yeah, right. Where you you know, yeah. Yeah. Tell yeah. That equipment he's a little and stuff. Tiny person. Yeah. You know? yeah. <clears throat> uh, he was in Great a great movie. He was in a movie where he was a knight, um, right? That the Netflix king movie. or something. Yeah, the king. And uh, it what it was, was it? I think it was called the king. The king, I think. Yeah, yeah. the king. Um, it it's revised history, but he he played a, a a knight or a guy that was about to become a king, and he's a great warrior and just beat everybody's asses in sword play and stuff like that. And he's just mm-hmm. not hard believable. Believe. It's yeah. hard to believe. It's hard to believe just because of how he's not yeah. a physical person. He's a great actor. Well, that's why it's a movie. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I need I need to believe it though. Dune was great, man. You know, Dune you, was great. Dune, loved Dune. it. The, was great. the movie, the movie is one of those movies where because I read the book, I'd never read the book. Read the book when the movie was coming out, so mm-hmm. I have knew what the hell was going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's one of those movies where you, you, whenever you read a book, you have kind of a, a obviously a, a thing a in your head, in a your, picture yeah. of what it looks like, and then you watch the movie. And obviously, what I had in my head isn't what the movie yep. was, but. All of a sudden, you're watching the movie like, this is what I pictured. That that would fit in to your Mm – you can move the movie visuals into the thing you have created in your mind. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, you're right. That's very cool. Yeah, it's good to be able to do that. There's a few movies movies that have – that fit that definition. And one that comes to mind first is Lonesome Dove. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
Did you read Lonesome Dove? I haven't read it. No, I have it, but I haven't read it. I'll tell you, that book is about 800 pages long. And uh, uh, I read that one summer about 30 years ago. And I got down to about page about 700 when the story's wrapping up. And I thought to myself, man, I don't want to quit reading this. <laughs> this is the coolest story I've ever read. And uh, I knew I was going to be to the end of the book, and I was sad about that. Yep. And then I saw the movie, and my God. The movies. They, the, the, they couldn't have done a better job with that, you know? When you say the movie, it's that miniseries, right? The, yeah, the, okay. the, the, yeah, the the three-part or four-part, whatever it was, miniseries. Right, right. It's not really a movie. Uh, but... Uh, Tommy Lee Jones and and Robert Duvall playing those two guys. They couldn't have been cast any better. No possible way to cast it any better. Yep. And uh, I mean, it, it's you know, Woodrow F. Call. In my mind, when I think about the story, is Tommy Lee Jones. And Gus McRae is Robert Duvall. Right. I mean, right. just, it just boom yep. popped in and fit. Yep, that's how it's good that cool. movie was. Yeah, there needs to be a treatment like that of uh, of one of the Heinlein stories, like Starship Troopers or yes. Moon is, there, Moon is a Harsh does. Mistress. Moon is a Harsh Mistress. That'd be really. They cool. could make Moon is a Harsh Mistress. Sure can. But you're right; it would have to be a miniseries. Yep. There's too much there to make right. a two-hour movie out of. Yep. And uh, yeah, it need they, to be they've in, got the technology <clears throat> to do that now. Sure, they need to be an HBO like five part. Yeah, Moon is a harsh mistress is just screaming to be filmed. Yep, that's such an important book. Yep, really is. Uh, wish somebody would get ambitious and do that. All right, second question regarding hypertrophy stuff. The recent hypertrophy stuff. Obviously, big equals strong. Strength training is best for hypertrophy. With that in mind, though, what do you think about Baker's 853-type programs, which use age to induce greater muscle growth because the changes in leverage, especially on the upper body, as explained in the Blue Book, can affect the lift dramatically, and so there's an advantage to hypertrophy work to strength gains. Well, Zach, you're ignoring the fact that fives make you big. Right. You don't need eights to make you big. Now, eights are, you know, for a, a guy that's been training three or four years, you know, three weeks of eights aren't going to hurt anything. It may give him a different perspective on his fives. I can see a role for that, but let's not pretend that higher reps produce bigger muscles. Here's what you need to do. Uh, and and people, people equate rep ranges with hypertrophy. Um, that's not the way it works. So if you if you want to do sets of eight and you want to check whether or not you're doing hypertrophy or not, there's a very simple way to do it. Measure your thighs, measure your arms, measure your chest, do your eights for five, three to five weeks or whatever it is. Did they grow? How much did they grow? How much did they grow? Do your sets <clears throat> of 20. Hey, do sets of 20. One heavy set of 20 squats. While your thighs explode, don't they? <laughs> well, no, they no, don't. No, actually, they don't. Actually, yeah. they don't. Right. Actually, they yep. don't. That's the rumor. 
that's the book the guy wrote a long time ago but it's yep i'm telling you so that's not to say that there's no value in I've doing made that. the same mistakes and sure. it's bullshit sure yeah you're 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 gaining size and strength from the the ability to increase the load for you know whatever the program is 12 or 14 weeks to just con- consistently be increasing loads at, and reducing reps at the same time but it's a it's a function of the loading it's not just because right. they're eights that you're automatically getting right. bigger that's not eights, how tens, it works 12s can't be done with heavy enough right. weight right like fives can be done right. with heavy enough weight and uh baker's thing here is he's not advising this for novices for sure right you know this is intermediate advanced stuff right. and uh it, once you've been trained three years if you want to do three or four weeks of eights do it just to see what happens go ahead yep but, but keep, drop the h word because it's your not tape with you yeah tape your thighs yes yeah, let's what see what happens yep you right. know and i think what you'll find is that uh not much changed okay i was recently told to have a small told i have a small less than a golf ball mass on my right kidney i'm getting surgery to get it taken out early october I wonder why he's waiting till early in october this guy must be in the Canada or, Canada or the UK <laughs> where they don't really care about urgency and right. stuff like that. Their only concern is the money. Uh, he's been uh, uh, told to take four weeks of no lifting post-surgery. What are your thoughts on the recovery time they prescribed and the amount of weight I should resume at? Is there any lifts I should exclude? I've been doing the program for about the last five months. 38, 190 pounds, 295 squat, three sets of five, 330 deadlift, and his lifts, right? I plan on getting these numbers higher by the time surgery rolls around. Thank you for your time. All right. I don't know because I don't know how they're going to go in. I don't know what they're going to cut open to get to your kidney. So what you do post-op has to do what they do in surgery. If they decide to cut your spinal erectors in two to get to your kidneys they won't do that but if they like they do and you know you've got a significant bunch of damage to significant amount of muscle mass in the back that holds the back flat getting to your kidneys you're going to have to let that heal a couple of weeks and then you're going to have to start back very light on deadlifts very light to teach those damaged muscles what they are actually expected to do later and uh so it you know it all depends people ask all the time about these kind of what do i do after blah 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 and i i have to say i don't know because it depends on what blah 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 did right you know and it's not always in the context of, of starting sooner than the doctor recommends it there may be instances where you don't want to start training at four weeks, right? And this might not be one of them, but, you know, the doctor may say you can start exercising at four weeks, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you could start fucking barbell training, training at the yeah, same weight right. that you were handling before at four weeks. So, right, because the doctor doesn't know. The doctor doesn't know. And, he hadn't got any idea yeah, what the hell you do. Right. And, and if the do- and here's you know, another thing. If, that- he, if he said no barbell training for six months, I'd be like, well, I, I don't know. I'm going to ask somebody else. 
He said four weeks. It's not. They're cutting into Look, your fucking they're, they're abdomen. They're taking a mass off of your in kidney, four, and they don't. They hadn't sent that to they, pathology. They don't even know what yet. it is. Yeah. So four weeks you know, is perfectly reasonable. Right. Just just wait the four weeks. And just wait. The, you got to be, be patient. Fine. Wait the four weeks. And what a do, when a doctor uh, says exercise, he. He thinks walking. He, he thinks silly know, bullshit. He just, you know, he thinks you're going to the gym and doing leg extensions yeah. and watching CNN Some on the curls treadmill. curls with five-pound you know. barbells. He doesn't know. You know he yeah. So, I don't know. Hard to answer that question. Golf ball-sized mass on your rat kidney. Man, I hope that's nothing important. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no shit. Yeah, I mean, what I would do is just, after four weeks, just get back in the gym and start going, you know, conservatively, work up. You'll know if that's something's wrong. That's what I would do. You know? Uh, let's see. Chris Gomez asks, Dear Mr. Mark Rip, is it considered an error if I re-grip the hook grip between reps during a heavy set of five deadlifts? I ask this because I've become neurotic about picky <laughs> details. Apparently, Chris has an accurate self-diagnosis. Uh, you regrip the hook grip between set between reps during a heavy set of five. Yes, Chris, that's fine. It'll be okay. Whatever you need to do to get the fifth rep, you yeah. do. Just don't fuck around about it. Right. It should right. take two seconds or less. Just regrip and go. You know, make sure you use enough chalk to begin with that you don't have to re-chalk. Because then it's not a set of five. Right. All right. Lucio says, have you ever barbecued using a Mexican-style barbacoa pit? That is, a hole in the ground with meat wrapped in maguey leaves. Sounds interesting. Well, due to the astonishing shortage of maguey leaves <laughs> here in North Texas, no, I have not. I, you know, I, I hadn't been able to explain this. I've been looking for maguey leaf for about five years, and there's just not any around. It's the Biden's America. Where do you have to? Yeah, it's the Biden administration. Yeah. They'll let the people over here, but not the leaves. But not the leaves. <laughs> Can't get the motherfuckers to bring any maguey leaves. They're too busy bringing drugs over here. Now, if they carry maguey leaves, they can't carry Fenton. Right, right. right. A hole in the ground. I, I, it just seems like something you do if you don't have a like a like equipment a, for barbecue. Equipment to cook. <laughs> you just dig a hole. Yeah. And wrap the meat. Well, I'm not going to dig a hole in my front yard, and I got to fill it up. God Almighty! You go over ribs. You got a shovel. What are you doing about the barbecue? Uh, building. I'm constructing the barbecue. What's wrong Fixing with the, the cook? What's wrong with the one over there? Chris Gomez. Chris Gomez says I have to Chris wrap Gomez. it in. It's, no, this is this going to be the next? Oh, Lucio. It's Lucio. Lucio says I have to. Is this going to be the next cooking episode? <laughs> you know, look, I eat at uh, all the Mexican restaurants around here that are run by actual Mexicans from like Mexico and shit. I haven't seen any holes, and I haven't seen any holes in the parking lot. Or but have you been else. in the back? <laughs> well, yeah, you park in the back, oh. walk around to the front. There's oh. no hole. Oh. Oh, okay. There's no hope. Okay. They have equipment. I don't think the health department <laughs> would would pass them if they were cooking in a hole in the parking lot. Out, behind the, the, out behind the cafe. Nope. I don't think 
that would be the case. <laughs> you know, I need an artist. Someone suggested a while back that we do a Floral Heights Cafe T-shirt. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. I've got a couple of pictures of Daddy with his little, you know, tasty bread hat on and, and his apron. Cook it, but I can't. Uh, I gave this to Ray, and his artist came back with this stupid-looking thing. And I is it the logo? You have the logo? No, I don't have a logo. Oh, you don't have a logo. I need okay. a logo. All right, talk to uh, and I AJ. need a logo drawn of of Daddy with his. You know, he's doing something yeah. in a pot. He's got his hat on and right. everything. And I need a logo that looks good. Yep, looks like him. That you know. So we can make a Floral Hats Cafe T-shirt. I can talk to for AJ. all the fans of the, uh, uh, not the Contemporary Texas Kitchen, but the what Texas what, Cafe Classics. Texas Tech Cafe Classics yeah. podcast. <clears throat> and uh, you know there are enough people that would that would like to have a Floral Hats Cafe T-shirt. I think. Yep. I'd wear one here instead of this piece of shit. But I'd, <laughs> you know. So I, you know, I, we need an artist. I don't know an artist. Do you know? We've an got artist? A, yeah, we've got artists in the gym yeah. training. We've got AJ, 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 and Tiffany. <clears throat> really? Yeah, they uh, tattooers. We can have both. We can have both when of do them. they train. Train in the mornings. Well, uh, we could have both of them do it, and then we can um, we can submit it to some uh, Indonesians or something, and have them draw it too. Mm-hmm. Indonesians? Oh yeah, man! You go online. There's websites They've got, that you just send them the artwork. It costs like ten bucks, and they'll draw something. It's like a week's pay for them. Cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Cool. <laughs> man, I like I like taking advantage of starving third worlders. Oh, so they're not starving. Not for ten bucks. That's, a, that's a great idea. Eating that's like great. kings. It's yeah. <laughs> great. Well, let me let me think about that because I think that the folks here would like to have a for Floral sure. Heights Cafe T-shirt. Yeah. I kind of like to see a T-shirt of it. Let, uh, let me know? see what you've you've got, and I'll I will talk, talk to there's, AJ. There is a Tiff. there's a picture on the wall. Okay. By the kitchen. Okay. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. In the yeah. kitchen. Yeah. Somebody ought to be able to take that picture and mm-hmm. make a stylized version. Yeah. Of that. And get his face close to. Oh, they they, they can they can. You know. They do portraits. They know how to do it. Well, show them that, okay. and next time you see them, see what. And they we do. have the Texas Cafe Classics logo. If you want that on there, uh, somewhere. Yeah, we put that on there. Yep, we have it on the apron, and we have it. That'd on be the, good. Well, you have the file for that. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, that'd be good. Work that in somehow. Yep. Floral Heights Cafe on top, Texas Cafe Classics underneath. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Cool. All right. Good. All right. Now one more. Okay. Hi, Rip. Hope this question doesn't cause an inadvertent shitstorm from keyboard warriors who love to strawman you ad nauseum, but in any case. Let's do it. I'm ready. I was perusing, and I hadn't read this. All right. I was perusing a few articles written by Bill Starr, and I noticed he was a big fan of ass grass squats for all styles of squats, including low bar. Have you ever discussed your thoughts on the squat and squat depth with him, and what did he say in response? Did his thinking change at all, or did he have some degree of open-mindedness, open-mindedness, open-mindedness to your position? And did the topic of low bar for Olympic lifters ever come up? If so, what came of those talks? Bill Starr 
was not an open-minded person. <laughs> so, no, I never discussed any of that with him. Uh, he read uh, the first... He may have read the blue book. I don't know whether he did or not. I doubt he had the patience. Because I operate at a level of detail that he does not. And he coached me for years, and technique coaching was not his deal. Yep. And he, I think Bill probably thought that everybody would find the way to squat that was best for them. Because that's what everybody thought back then. Uh, so, no, no, there was not any discussion of that. I He never told me to squat ass to grass. You know, you needed to be below parallel to get three white lights, and that's the way I was taught to squat. And below parallel, as it turns out, is the best way to, to use the greatest amount of muscle mass over the longest effective range of motion and thus involve the use of the heaviest possible weights under those criteria and thus get strong. Yep. But he didn't think about it like that. Right. I know he didn't think about it. Like well, and it's been a while since I've since I've read any any of his stuff, but it, I don't remember any direct references to squatting as deep as possible. No, I mean it definitely says. I don't deep. either, and he never told me that. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he understood that part of it for sure. Yeah. Um, at, at least on a on a uh, intuitive level, that going deeper than necessary isn't uh, isn't beneficial. Right. You know. <clears throat> All right. So this is a enlightening sentence here also i understand that you say grass squats don't use the greatest effective range of motion given that several muscles have to relax to get you into that position but wouldn't those muscles tighten back up once you reach competition depth on the ascent and thus the only thing that changes is range of motion well now think about that if you have to relax something on the way down to get ass to grass. But you don't relax that stuff on regular low bar squat. The relaxed muscles are not contributing to the movement pattern below the point where you have to relax them. Therefore, if you don't relax them, you stop at the point where you have to then you can do more weight by not relaxing the muscles. And more weight equals more force production. And more force production means stronger. Right? Yeah, yeah. It don't 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 it's easy to simplify it into one uh, one sound bite, like muscles relax. There's a there's multiple things going on. You've got yeah. extra range of motion, you're missing out on a on an efficient bounce. That happens right below parallel, which contributes right. the amount of weight you can lift. Ultimately, the best argument, regardless of whether things are, are relaxing or what's doing what, is that you objectively can lift less weight with a longer range of motion. So that's all. That's that's where you need to start thinking. Is like, I, can I lift more weight right below parallel or six inches below parallel? Right. And if I can lift less weight six inches below parallel, are there any benefits to doing it? And the answer is the answer is no. There is no benefit to going any lower. Uh, and if you have to take thirty pounds off the bar to get that extra range of motion for whatever reason, um, it's not 
it's not useful right. in our context. So he <clears throat> he continues. So why cut off depth to begin with? So you can lift more lift weight. Lift more weight. It, that's the answer. With right. the same amount of muscle mass. Exactly. With 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 more with more efficient use of the same amount exactly. of muscle mass. Right. Because you get the stretch replay. Exactly. Is it an efficiency thing, given how several muscles slack to get to that bottom position and need to retighten? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. I'd like to better understand because I agree with your point of view, but I couldn't help trying to figure out the answer to this nagging question. Yeah, and in most people, you but get a whole bunch of movement when they go. There's a few people out there who can stay tight and get like, like you know, little skinny, flexible people mm-hmm. can, and not that they're tight anyway, but they, they, there's no change in position of like their low back and stuff well, as they get. Well, real deep. good Olympic lifters. Exactly. Yeah. Real good Olympic right. lifters are six or eight inches below parallel yep. when they catch a clean. Right. In in the in the front squat, or they catch a snatch. In the overhead squat. Right. Yep. Real good Olympic lifters are good at getting up out of that range of motion. Yep. And that's but they, we're not talking about yeah. them. We're talking about everybody else. And for the vast majority, because nobody's a heavy, nobody's an elite Olympic lifter, for the vast majority of everybody else, you need to concentrate on squatting with the form that allows you to use the most weight over the longest efficient range of motion. And well, the context so matters too. The context matters too because when they're when they're catching the bar, the objective is to catch the bar. Yes. Yeah. It's not to optimize range of motion. No. It's to catch the fucking no, bar. It's to, catch, it's to it's to pull the bar as high as you can pull it and get under it. Right. And, and if you can get under it in a full ass to grass squat, then you then you that's how you pull the bar and that's where you catch it. Yep. Now the problem becomes. How do I get up out of the bottom of this god awful sure. thing? Mm-hmm. And furthermore, because and what they do, if you'll look at all of the videos, the way they get up out of the bottom of a six inches below parallel squat is they use hip drive. Mm-hmm. Right. They their ass moves up first. Sorry, that's what happens. Yeah. And furthermore, in the context that's of what the always of the, happens of the Olympic lift, it's not a heavy squat for them. No, it's never it's not a heavy, heavy squat. squat. It's a it's a heavy. It's a heavy snatch, and it's a heavy or a heavy clean. snatch. Yeah, it's not a heavy squat, so so they're not equivalent. It doesn't matter. Um, and, it, and, it, and another thing is is your the hamstrings protecting your knee. You go ass to grass, your hamstring slacks, your knee's not protected anymore. Yeah. So I mean, there's m- so many reasons right. why you would not want to. Right. That's you know. Because we talked about that earlier. That's getting into esoteric stuff. That's yeah. absolutely true. If your hamstring is slack at all in the bottom of a squat you're you're on your acl yeah and you you shouldn't be okay so uh now um i think we've got this thing thought out pretty thoroughly and and if you'll just do what we tell you to do and never question don't us. question <laughs> don't question just you'll do. be better off there's a whole book that explains it there's, there's, <laughs> you'll be better off to not question us because we know more than you do about this. About everything, really. <laughs> <laughs> trolling, trolling the haters. Watch it show up. Watch it show up on comments. Okay. Yeah. Yep. yep. Excellent. All right. Well, you got anything you want to talk about? No. Nothing. Nothing. Talked out. Talk about your favorite food or. Um, you know, favorite color 
favorite color. Barbecue out of a hole in the ground. Barbecue in a hole in <laughs> the ground. Got to be one of my favorite magway foods. leaves. Magway leaves. What are magway leaves? I have no idea. I think magway is like that a banana cactus. leaves. I think it's a cactus. Which I didn't know cacti have leaves, do they? Cacti, by definition, do not have Fuck, we're going to have to look up magway now. Let's see what it is. <laughs> cacti, by definition, have no leaves. No. M-A-G-U-E-Y is how he spelled it. I'm not that kind of brown person, so I don't know what the what a magway is. Well, it may be that these things grow in Nicaragua. You don't Could know. Could be. I don't know what the hell it is. I've never heard the term. It's an right? agave. Yeah. An agave? Agave doesn't have leaves. Any of several plants in the agave genus. Interesting. Well, I don't think he's done it either. Then, if he's talking about agave leaves wrapping up the. Well, meat. he's talking. About, so this guy over here in this little video, he's yeah. peeling the, I see. the, the whatever you call it, the 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 stem. He's peeling right. it open, and then I guess you wrap and the meat inside the, of it. The the skin off of the yeah exactly off the magway or the agave spear, whatever they call that. Sounds like a lot of extra steps to do something It sounds easier. to me like you ought to just, you know. Buy a grill. Put it in a pot. and uh, <laughs> Whatever works, man. You know, the South yeah. Americans will uh, wrap it in a towel and throw it in the fire. Hmm. And you've never seen that before? No. Yeah, a cotton towel. They'll take a, a nice hunk of meat, like a, you know, um, a, a roast or something, or, or pork tenderloin. <laughs> They'll wrap it in a towel, wet it, salt, wet towel. salt the hell out of it. Out salt of the it. towel? Salt the meat, then wrap the towel. Then wrap the towel. And then just throw the whole towel into the fire. Um, and so the steam from the cooking towel. Yep. Yep. And then they just, help steam they just the, knock the charred towel off, and the meat's just cooked beautifully. <laughs> so it costs you a towel every time yeah. you. Yeah. You ever done that? Never done it. Looks cool, though. What kind of a South American are I'm you? not South American. I'm American. My parents are Central American. We don't do that shit. We eat a lot of pork. Oh, God. Rusty, and, did I just insult? <laughs> I'm not insulted. Affirmative yeah, action's yeah. over. We don't have to worry about it. offending him. That's true. The Supreme to. Court has decided that it's okay brown to people don't him. matter yeah. anymore. <laughs> well, good for the Supreme Court. Good for the Supreme Court. Uh, Bunch of racists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking soda my horror bitch. She's the worst. She's the racist most racist. <laughs> Clarence Thomas, that racist that fuck. That racist piece of shit. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, I'm about tired of this. Uh, well, really, I'm not tired of it. I just need to pee real bad. So I think we're going to just wrap things up. Okay. I'm going to go pee. And we will see you guys next time right here on Starting Strength Radio.